You are listening to an International Journal of Stroke, Stroke Society Australasia podcast collaboration. The International Journal of Stroke Managing Editor, Carmen Leif Jenkins, spoke to Michelle McDonald, National Health and Medical Research Council Research Training Fellow at the University of South Australia, who's presenting at the coming Stroke Society Australasia conference on Can Aerobic Exercise Improve Cognition Following Stroke? How would aerobic exercise improve cognition post-stroke? There are a number of different mechanisms um, to explain how it can work. Certainly the work from the animal studies suggests that exercise can actually cause new brain cells to grow in the brain, so particularly in the hippocampus, which is involved in learning and memory. So we're not sure whether that happens in adults as well. We certainly don't know if it happens following stroke. But that's one of the mechanisms whereby it may work. But what we do know from adults and human studies is that exercise can improve your cardiovascular function. And by that we mean sort of the heart and lungs and certainly the function of the blood vessels, in particular the endothelium. So if exercise can help our blood vessels to contract and to dilate better in response to greater demands for oxygen in the brain, then that can be one mechanism whereby it might improve things like thinking and memory skills. How plausible is aerobic exercise post-stroke for most patients? Sure. We should move away from the thought of it being aerobics, you know, and something that's really difficult to do. By aerobic exercise, we just mean something that's a rhythmical activity that you take part in for um, over a, you know, a, a period of time, and that could be as little as 10 minutes. And it's exercise that just gets your heart beating a little bit faster. Um, it can be as simple as walking up and down the corridor or could be sitting and standing up from your armchair or exercises that could be done safely in and around the house are a form of aerobic exercise as well. In this instance, we've got people that were willing to attend a fitness centre that's specifically designed for people. Um, it's called the Centre for Physical Activity in Ageing. So people of any age, any level of disability can attend this centre and they have exercise physiologists that can supervise them doing exercise classes. So we have a, a fantastic facility here where people can exercise. Um, but I would like to think that we could all exercise aerobically um, wherever we are, doing really simple activities that just really get our hearts going a little bit harder. This study was uncontrolled. If the study was conducted as an RCT with significant numbers, what do you expect the outcomes to be? Well, it's funny that you should say that because that, that is actually going on at the moment. So this is a project that I've been doing as part of my fellowship for a while now and we're taking people and we're asking people with stroke just to continue their usual care so that's generally not aerobic exercise and then the other group of people, we're hoping to have 150 people all together and the other group will be taking part in these exercise classes three times a week for 12 weeks. We're hoping to see a significant improvement in cognition in the group that are exercising and we have a number of tests that are particularly designed to tease out um, changes in information processing speed and working memory skills. But we're also going to investigate the mechanisms whereby this may work. So we're going to be looking at the cerebral blood flow and the endothelial function in the brain using ultrasound. We're using brain stimulation to see whether exercise can change the wiring of the brain and whether it might actually help recover from the stroke as well in the, in the damaged brain. And we'll also be looking at functional measures, how people walk, how they get around, and also um, important things like their quality of life and their mood. Does exercise make them feel better? And is that a really important outcome for people following stroke too? 
What made you initiate the trial? What made you suspect that aerobic exercise would have benefits? I actually came into this area after working with people on a falls project and seeing them in their homes. Now, my background is in physiotherapy and neuroscience, and I was asking people just some really basic cognitive screening tests, and I would see them a year after their stroke and ask them questions about falls and, you know, be quite pleased with how well they were doing physically. And when we got to the cognitive questions, I was really shocked at how their cognition was really poor, and the carers would, because I was in their homes, the carers would tell me that this was a real problem that no one had really addressed it when they were in rehabilitation. No one explained to them what it was, was it going to get any better? And then when they got home, they, they really felt lost. And we know from the National Stroke Foundation Audit of Services Post-Stroke that there really isn't a lot of input into psychology and neuropsychology following stroke in some places and there's really no services for people once they go home. So I got to reading about this issue of cognition following stroke and found that it affected two-thirds of people following stroke and it's a real problem for them. And looking at the literature, it can help healthy older adults without cognitive impairment. Exercise can improve their thinking and memory skills. So if it can do the same for people following stroke, then it's just an extra added bonus on top of exercise which we can use to help prevent further cardiovascular disease and reduce the risk of recurrent strokes, or maybe it can help their, their cognition and, and, and change their brain as well. So I'm sort of moving out of our question space because I'm interested to know, uh, with the potential ageing population catastrophe that's coming in stroke, um, how do you see this aerobics project affecting practice and rehabilitation practices across Australia? I think that the really important thing, which we haven't talked about yet, is, as you say, the, the, um, the dilemma facing larger numbers of people having a stroke, but also the issue of dementia, because people that have a stroke are a much greater risk, up to tenfold greater risk of developing dementia. So this has significant effects, of course, for our healthcare resources into the future. And if exercise can help to slow down the progression of cognitive impairment, or it may even prevent dementia, then this will, this will certainly impact upon people being able to stay and live in their own homes for longer, especially people that live alone. Um, and I would really like to see um, centres like the Centre for Physical Activity and Ageing, which has trained exercise physiologists that can supervise programs, as well as instructors that, that can cope with people that are dependent on a wheelchair. And that that's no barrier to being involved in exercise if you happen to be in a wheelchair. We can modify the equipment to suit your needs. And I'd like to see more places like this available for people following stroke so that they can continue to work on their health and wellbeing by doing some sort of exercise that fits in with their routine um, to, to maintain their health throughout the, the rest of their life as they live with this disability. You are listening to an International Journal of Stroke podcast collaboration between International Journal of Stroke and the Stroke Society Australasia. The International Journal of Stroke is the flagship publication of the World Stroke Organisation. Please consider becoming a member.